listening to the voices behind Women's Cricket Chat. That's Alex, Hannah, Georgie and Cassie. Coming up on today's podcast, we've got Southern Vipers and England international Maya Bouchier. Now we sat down and spoke to Maya about what a whirlwind summer of cricket it's been, including her getting to the final of the 100 with Southern Brave, doing the double of the Rachel Hayhoe Flint Trophy with the Vipers and making her England T20 debut. Not only that, we talked to Maya about her experience of being picked for the Melbourne Stars and what it's like being a regional player playing in the Women's Big Bash. Just a note to say that this was recorded before the Women's Big Bash started. You know us, we know you. Women's Cricket Chat, talking to Maya Boucher today. We wanted to chat all things women's cricket, your career, where you've gone from here, how you've got to where you are and just basically have a catch up because we love chatting cricket, women's cricket in particular, hence the name. And so welcome to Women's Cricket Chat, Maya Boucher from the isolation wonders of Down Under. Yeah, welcome. You're with me, Georgie and Alex today. Thank you. <laughs> nice to be here and nice to talk to you guys. <laughs> yeah, well, we're, we're pretty chuffed you would have us. I was like, she's in isolation. She can't escape us now. I very yeah, much- no, I have, I have nowhere else to go. <laughs> Ooh, ouch. I was like, yeah, you must have some free hours in your day. You could slot us in. Oh, yeah, of course. No, I mean, chatting, of course. Yeah, I just can't go out my room. So do they post, like, post the food through the letterbox, like Harry Potter kind of style, you know? You um, hear a knock and then you have to wait three minutes before you can actually go out your door to then pick it up and then take it into your room. And you have to wear your mask all every time you open your door. Well, like, surely your food is getting cold by then. I know, exactly. <laughs> so I'm always ready to go to to open the door just when they've left. You're so like, it's not actually three minutes. Hey, look, it's like it's just you peeping minutes. through the letterbox, waiting for them. Like, come on, guys. Yeah, there's a there's a little um, peephole you can look through. So <laughs> Really funny. That's really good. Yeah, so obviously you're um, coming off the back of the most amazing summer of women's cricket. You've had, you just casually did the double with the Vipers. And yes, we know I'm a Vipers fan. I actually have, I have my, my Vipers shirt up there. That's wrong. wrong. Oh, yeah. I'm moving house. Apologies. Love to see it. Oh, where is it? There it is. There it is. Oh, I can see, I can see it. Yeah. It is next to an Invincible's bucket hat. Apologies. Oh, no. I know. <gasps> yeah. So back of an amazing summer for women's cricket. You've done the double with the Vipers. You reached the final of the inaugural 100. And now you're off to play with the Melbourne Stars. So what was this summer like for you? Well, it was pretty hectic, to be honest. It was great to start the year with the Vipers. And obviously, we didn't get too far in the... Well, we got to the final in the Charlotte Edwards... This is the finals day, the Charlotte Edwards Cup. But yeah, no, of course, the Rachel Hare Flint Trophy final was pretty intense, I think. <laughs> That's probably the word that most people would describe it as. Um, we were just watching on the sidelines, hoping, obviously, to get past the line um and the other and obviously Tara and, and Emily Windsor did unbelievably well to, to get us there so congrats to them too as well yeah no and obviously the 100 was amazing just to be able to play in front of those crowds it was just like nothing I've ever kind of experienced before but then yeah to get to the final as well seems to be like I'm in a lot of finals <laughs> um which is great <laughs> we always love that especially um, them Yes, especially when you win them. We've been, I've obviously been close to two finals, but the 100, 100 final was a hard, hard day. So hopefully that won't happen next year. We can actually win. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, the Rachel Hare Flint trophy, that was something special, I think. 
to come off last year with a win and then to keep retain the trophy was just amazing and I can't, I can't be I couldn't be more proud proud of the rest of the girls so oh my gosh of course <laughs> there's so much going on <laughs> yeah so England the debut was incredible um obviously coming off 100 and scoring a couple of runs in that middle order I settled in into that role quite easily I think and especially with the experienced professional players in front of me and it was great to see how everyone worked all the players the international players how they did their thing go went about their training and obviously got to know them really well so yeah it was great and obviously we all saw on Instagram you receiving your cap from Danny Wyatt and you do obviously play with her at Southern Vipers what was it like for that for you and that moment I didn't know who would actually present my cap I was a bit in between two but Danny of course Danny she's just been an amazing friend and teammate and also role role model um, I've always looked up to her so it was I was just very proud to kind of be in that moment and share that with her as well and her receiving <laughs> notes from my my dad and my family that was even more special so yeah she was amazing and it was it was great to to shake her hand and get the cap from her and receive the cap from her so you're allowed to shake hands Whoa, what a world <laughs> yeah it's not it's not COVID in the team everywhere else <laughs> and when you were called up to the England squad you were also called up with your Southern Vipers teammate Charlie Dean how did that moment feel for the both of you I was just happy that she was I mean I had a had a friend and actually a really good friend and teammate coming in with me because you know the the atmosphere in going into the England environment is quite different so we didn't want to you know we wanted to stick together a bit and make sure we were okay and keep chatting to each other and it was great because we know most of the girls anyway and I you know I, I know Sarah Glenn and quite a lot of the other girls like um, Dunks and sorry Sophia Dunkley quite well so we both fit in really well with that group and obviously we we knew them very well in terms of their cricket skills and they could they could help us and that was really helpful so yeah and it's nice that you've got such a you've got quite a like group of youngsters I sound like such an old person like youngsters <laughs> kind of do, but then you have got some of the legends of the game still there you've got your Catherine Brunts your Heather Knights and then you have said before that you wanted to be the next Nat Siver so what's it like <laughs> to now be playing alongside her does she remind you of that be like you could be the next me I don't think she'd ever say that um but no yeah it was it was great to obviously be around those girls and actually chat chat to them and you know have advice be given advice from I mean the one and only Catherine Brunt I'm still a bit (laughs) kind of got smacked that I'm playing with these girls and being able to train and and actually chat with them about cricket because not I don't I feel I feel like sometimes don't really talk about cricket a lot with your other friends you know if you, obviously in your, if you're in a cricket team you'll talk about cricket a bit but with Nat and Catherine and Heather they were all amazing in terms of giving me advice and especially under the flood, floodlights when we played in Taunton I never played really under floodlights before and Catherine was really helpful in terms of fielding and just not getting too down about how you know dropping catches because it's very difficult. Well that so, advice that on sledging. Good. 
she's just that's just her as herself like she'll just she'll just get I mean we all get frustrated but we all know how Catherine gets when she's frustrated so I think it's determination um, isn't it that's quite it's determination yeah determination and passion passion for the sport and passion to do well and obviously win because that's what all of us want to do so and we can't not talk about the 100 just a little bit um, no, obviously okay. there were record crowds for a load of matches how did you find playing in front of big crowds in comparison to to the regional crowds well i think it was it was quite difficult at first because i don't think any of us knew the actual the scale of of crowds that would come in and watch us um it was all a bit surprising that we'd have you know sold out stadiums and at the the biggest state you know the biggest cricket grounds in in the UK in the world but yeah in front of the crowds it was it was very nerve-wracking to start with I think the first game we played I was super nervous and just wanting to obviously do well but once I'd settled into to getting used to those crowds I think it was much easier to to actually perform and and stay confident and and talk to my partner whoever it was and being on the field being surrounded by that noise was just incredible. It was kind of like being in a football football game, <laughs> but not a football game. <laughs> what was it like coming out through that arch, you know, when it had your name and you sort of came out through the like gladiator thing? But the last thing I wanted to do was trip because I felt like I was just going to trip and it was just not going to go very well. What an um, end but when, that would be though. How, it would just be so embarrassing. You, you oh would God. be a meme, let's be honest. I would be. <laughs> Yeah, I think no, it was great. Mimi Bouchier. Great there you go. You got a new name now. No, with the the team coming out, especially um, the whole team coming through the arch, that was pretty special because we were all there, just you know, big names, but also big team vibes, and like always wanting to be you know positive and and really attacking and in our in our in our mindset and everything. So we were all just really buzzed um, together. And it must have been nice to have your Southern Vipers coach, Charlotte Edwards, as your coach for the Southern Brave. How comforting is it to know that you've got your Southern Vipers coach as your Southern Brave one? And what sort of words of wisdom did she offer to you guys? So I think it was it was quite actually I, I really obviously I, I love Charlotte Edwards. I love her as a coach, as a person, as a friend, actually. She just and a mentor. She's been incredible to me over the last couple of years, especially with the Kia Super League and, you know, her putting her faith in me and having confidence in me has just pushed me so, so far. And she just, she's so, <laughs> she's so confident that I'm going to do really well. And like, you know, I, I want support and that's great. And obviously I, I need to actually perform, <laughs> but when I do perform, it's because I have that support from her and I have that support from my teammates and I'm just clear with what I'm doing but yeah obviously she's she's just a, a legend and I think one of the things she said was just go and have fun and don't you know it's it's a new competition you're gonna have some bad days you can have some good days but just go and have fun and you know really be aggressive with what you're doing no matter what it is be confident go out and smash it like you, I did at, <laughs> at Lord's and yeah I think she was just she was just proud of us proud of what we've done um, in the first competition and hopefully we can just take that on to next year and actually beat, beat whoever it is in the final and so obviously you've got her as your coach there and your coach at Vipers but you must have grown up seeing her actually out in the middle captaining England doing her thing so was she would you say she was one of your role models growing up that got you into cricket I would say instead of a 
I, I wouldn't say she's obviously she is a role model to me she always has been um I would say I kind of I think she's more of a mentor now she was a role model when I was growing up because every time you know I was watching I was watching England play and she just her batting style and batting is is my forte and she just kind of learning off her and watching her bat just see how late she plays she doesn't even try to hit the ball hard and then you know she's she used to run really well between the wickets and that was something I've always wanted to do well in as well so um I think in terms of her just being a role model and just watching being able to watch all the girls all the women play has been incredible and I actually held her hand when I was about nine years old at Wormsley to walk her out to one of her, the games she was playing I think it was like a, a local 11 and that was a really special moment for me I think I don't think she will remember that but that would be something I would, I, there's a picture of me my, my dad took of me looking up at her whilst holding her hand we've got to send um, us that we've got to see that because I don't also, know also, do you ever remind her of that and be like hey Charlotte you want to feel old today remember when I was nine <laughs> no I, I don't think I don't think she'll remember that but I think she came to one of our like under 15 England kind of weekends weeks like Bradley and Wellington to be a judge for for our singing competition or like dance competition <laughs> and I have a picture of that from then with her with back then and she I think she remembers that so maybe I'll bring that up in conversation did you win uh yes we did win Oh, good. Okay. My team won. That's why you brought it up. You're like, I didn't come <laughs> on to talk about cricket. I want to talk about my new singing career. I think we sang, what's it called? When you like, don't look at, oh no, I can't remember. <laughs> That's really embarrassing. It, yeah, but no, it was, it was it was good fun. And obviously Charlotte's just always been there and I've just always looked up to her. So I can't wait for future years, her as my coach and mentor, really. <laughs> And obviously visibility now is a lot different compared to when you were growing up and watching Charlotte. How have you found that being recognised, so to speak? Yeah, I think kind of during like school and county years, I always thought it was just, you know, we're going to play our games and, you know, parents are going to come watch us. That's fine. That's good fun for them and families, you know, sisters and brothers. But then people I didn't know coming to watch our games and actually thinking oh I can I can I could actually do this or girl young girls coming up to me and and asking oh lots of questions about my batting and who I'm playing for and where I want to be and it's it's a bit I feel like it's quite quite rewarding for me as well and just being able to like, help these girls and and help anyone who's coming into the game and wants to to join up and obviously with all the girls the international girls and the domestic players coming onto the scene they can you know the visibility of the game is progressing and it's just getting even better and hopefully it will it will keep improving over the next couple of years especially with the 100 and you know all our, the domestic games being online and streaming and the final being on on sky sports and that's always going to be helpful and you know it's just going to encourage more girls to come and play and just join up and it doesn't even have to be you know you don't have to be very I wasn't very good at it to start with I, I literally just had to pick up a bat and and face a, a, my brother bowling at me <laughs> that's how it started so um, I think yeah it would be great if you know we can see more girls just joining in and that's that's a, a, you know you can see that with the all-stars and and just with 100 as well 
with the players going to schools and, and helping out and them seeing what it's like as a prof- to see a professional cricketer. So, And just on that visibility, how did you find having a content creator embedded in your team during the 100? Because it's obviously quite a new experience and perhaps at regional level, you might not have that, that exposure. Yeah, no, I, I think it was great because the girl who was our media person, you know, doing all the content, she, I know, I know her quite well. And she's, she's very much, she knows what's going on in the kind of last stages. And I think she knows exactly what kind of content we, we should be putting out, which is it great. Is our one, our only Cassie Coombs. Cassie Coombs. And what a legend, because I used to play with her or play against her. She is um, part of our women's cricket chat team though. So big up the girl. Big up the girl, exactly. Um, and she was great because um, like I've known I've known her for a while. So she was just really kind of encouraging and, and helping us get out little skills and obviously during training and seeing what we get up to and then also off days, what people get up to. So like playing golf or kind of doing other things. And the Lego also was pretty insane. I don't know how they've done that, but Lego is like one of my favourite things to do. So yeah, so obviously it was great to get so have someone like Cassie to to film everything and just put it out there and see what people you know think of us and hopefully they think well and think that we're professional <laughs> professional enough to be on in the media I guess but yeah no obviously all the 100 games and seeing all the crowds and filming all the you know all the players yeah no it's just it was pretty cool so hopefully we can get that more in regional cricket that would just you know boost in kind of the interest and and hopefully yeah more, we'll actually have one at the end in a couple of years maybe or maybe next year who knows and you mentioned things that you do in your spare time you know like people playing golf or whatever obviously you've been playing football across your winters but this year you're down in Australia playing cricket how come cricket not football or has it been quite fun to be able to balance the two do you think they help each other well actually I had to I had to stop playing football because of cricket which was a bit of a shame because I was playing at uni and I really loved it. But, you know, cricket is always what I've wanted to do. And football was, has always been a part of my life. I started with my brothers and everything. So it was great to have that side during university. And obviously when it started getting really kind of intense and that was what I wanted to do. And I was spending a lot of time training and I had to do more training and spend more time training. Then they said, we don't want you to get injured. So please stop, basically. <laughs> but it's fine because, you know, that's sacrifice I've, I've had to make. And, you know, what, it's probably just made it better that I've been able to focus on my cricket. And I mean, look where I am now. I'm playing in the big, I'm going to be playing in the big bash, which I never thought would happen. It's been a dream for a couple, like five years now. And Lottie <laughs> said to me last year, so um, I was thinking of going away at the beginning of this year before COVID happened. And sorry, two years ago. And she said, oh, you never know, Big Bash, a couple of years. And I just said, oh, OK, yeah, no, I, that would be amazing if I can. <laughs> and yeah, after the 100, getting those phone calls, I just was kind of cold-smacked. Just that it was just happening at all, all at the same time. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm so excited to be a part of it and meet all the girls as well. We've all had our Swede loss, Swede loss during quarantine. <laughs> yeah, and so it seems like it's one of those things that's sort of been a, a couple of years coming, you know, none of us can remember what is last year, what's the year before or anything. But 2020, you had a bit of a setback, didn't you? When there was, you had to adapt your bowling action because it was deemed, you know, 
we can't have this, we can't have that. Do you want to, can you talk us through that one and what it was like and what it was like trying to change an action that you've been doing your whole life? Yeah, so I, I'd had problems with it before. So at around kind of 15, 16, I was part of the England Development Programme and I hadn't really been, I'll just tell you the whole story, I hadn't really been kind of noticed until I got to about that age when it, it was quite obvious and I had to get tested about for it and it was clearly it was very the um, the angles weren't great I'll just say that it was like a throw so I had to go away and work on it for it's taken a, a while it took me about four or five years to to actually really drill the correct technique and a lot of strength and kind of glutes and hammy work I had to really build up that strength for the bowling when I got tested again that was right after bowling in the final so I had to have a retest after kind of a couple of years ago three years ago and then after the final I had to get retested because I got sighted again obviously you've everyone's see, seen that and over the winter I've just been working on the basics and just kind of ironing out those little not mistakes but just things I can just change a little bit in my action and that's obviously helped because I worked very hard over the winter to to get that right and then I was cleared before the 100 which was great and I didn't realize how much of an effect it would actually have on me after all the kind of the articles and people asking me a lot and I don't think I was in the best state but then once I kind of really put my mind to it and started working over the winter I just became more confident and I was actually less worried about what people were saying then and just focusing on what I could do about it and then it kind of paid off in the end and getting that email saying you've been cleared was great you got that email like framed on the wall you know I should actually do that I haven't done that yet jokes. yeah so like you say it was it sort of it must have been really tough time for you because you're still so young and at the time you're on your way you know you're looking ahead to England obviously that is the the goal and then you get a stop like that and it's not an injury it's not and it's one of those things that you obviously have got such a good mindset and that you know control the controllable do what I can to change that how else did you get through that did you have support from people did you rely on family was it coaches oh yeah so much I my family my dad he's you know he's always been there my mum's always encouraging me and just making sure that I'm okay and I always talk to people I'm, I'm trying to talk to people I I haven't I don't really talk a lot about my kind of personal feelings to people but I've been learning to do that a bit more especially with you know what happened in the bowling and and kind of university as well because that all took a bit of a toll third year going into third year and having to also do my bowling and yeah there was a lot going on but I think it was great to have obviously all the staff was very supportive and they were help, helping with me with my schedules and making sure I was getting enough done and getting my work done and getting training done and yeah I think the whole sports staff at Vipers even at kind of ECB they also helped me which is great but obviously now we're moving more towards regional cricket that's we're kind of stuck stuck with them which is great so I can actually have a someone to really work with and I my private coach as well Wes he was amazing he's been amazing I've had him for the last maybe four five four years so he's he's been the kind of main driver to work who I've been working with and yeah no I just I have I had so much support from everyone so it was just great to be able to have that and be able to talk to people 
about what was going through my head and what I needed to kind of say to work on. <laughs> I, I took a bit more control, I guess. The university is hard at the best of times, but you're also playing cricket alongside it. And you went to Oxford Brooks, didn't you? Yeah. So how did you manage playing cricket alongside your degree? So I think for the first year, first year of uni, it wasn't too bad because I was I didn't really have as much cricket as I was do- I've been doing. But first year was I think it was more a bit a bit of fun. Second year and third year was a bit harder because we were on uh, doing online lectures and my degree is a very practical degree so it's actually very different to what we had to do so quite a lot of our assessments were online kind of coaching plans and very specific whereas in practical in the actual practicals they're not that specific it's more what happens on the day so I think that was quite adapt I had to adapt quite quickly in terms of what we had to do but we had a lot of help which was great so I, I was able to balance I was making sure that my lecturers knew what times my training were and then they actually could give me a you know I could have a zoom call with them after and chat through what happened in the lecture and obviously it's online so I get to see the lecture um, and listen and and type it up or you know write it out so it was actually better that it was all online and I was able to catch up even if it was during training because the trainings from last year during the winter you know we were training what three hours every couple of days twice a week but I had other time I actually had time because I didn't I didn't have a well I had a job but I was still trying to balance it all I think I did it pretty well I mean I didn't you know I I could have done better in my university degree if I worked harder the second year before that but that's fine I'm gonna play cricket cricket hopefully you already are so you're already there I am I am I am yeah I am (laughs) more important piece of paper is that printed off email saying you're good to play yeah, exactly. So I mean, I'm the burning I'm, building. We know which one you would save. But it's it's good that I was still working hard for my uni degree as well as training. I think it got a bit of the better of me at a point where it was the end of the year and I was just very much struggling and bringing my work to cricket, which I shouldn't have done. Like I should just, if I'm very stressed. Lottie was really good. She was, you know, if you've got things on, don't come to training. You can just come another time or do an extra day the next week so they were really flexible with that which was great but yeah no came out with the high two two so I couldn't be happier and then came out with cricket and this whole summer has been great because I haven't actually had to do much <laughs> other than cricket <laughs> so I can spend a lot more time just focusing on that I am um, I also like the fact that you're one of the few cricketers who didn't go to Loughborough because feel like there's such an agenda that if you are a cricketer then you have to go yeah, to Loughborough and do your education and all this and all that but you're proving that we don't necessarily have to go there to still achieve your dreams which is fabulous no it is fabulous I think to be fair I was very close to going to Loughborough College but then a last minute decision I just said I don't want to go to Loughborough I want to go somewhere else because Firstly, they didn't have the course I wanted to do, but also I didn't really want to be up there. I feel like it's it's quite different, especially with all the cricket. You know, it's quite, I feel like it would be quite intense, but I was very lucky to be able to go to Brooks. It was very last minute, but I enjoyed it so much. I had the best time and I made the best friends. So I've, I've, I've made lifelong friends there and it's great because, you know, I'm still catching up with them and, and they're just so supportive of my cricket as well. They're just another group of people who have been 
unbelievably supportive of me. They've come to some see watch come watch some of the matches, some of the hundred, some of the Vipers. So it's been amazing. So are they going to be getting up at ridiculous times of the night to watch you <laughs> in the big bash? I said, you're going to have to come. You're going to have to watch like 7am or whatever it is <laughs> to wake up early to watch me. But I, you know, they'll, they'll do that. I'm pretty sure they will do that. So. so on to why you are locked in a hotel room being fed through a cat flap. Yes. Like um, the, you know, journalistic license. I mean, it, it creates a nice vision in my head of them like posting it through a cat flap to you. Um, yeah. So obviously you must be mega excited to sign for the Melbourne Stars. When do you get to actually join up with the squad? In four days. I'm so excited. I'm literally 10 days into my quarantine. So I've got, I come out at midnight, just after midnight on Wednesday, which will be Tuesday afternoon for you guys, I think. So, and then we the first game is actually the next day <laughs> so I'll have a day of tra- day training session um later that day which will be fine um I'm excited for I'm just excited to be out of this room <laughs> have you got all your kit and everything already I haven't got any of that yet I think they're just I think they're giving it to me there but I've brought obviously I've brought my I've got I brought black pads and my bats I've got three bats so I brought a load of gloves as well because I think I know it's, it's going to be a bit sweaty it must be uh, so nice, though, that you've got the likes of Izzy Wong, Eve Jones, oh, yeah. Lindsay Smith. All you guys are like a little... Although you're playing for different teams, it's like a nice little England click, so to speak. So oh, you guys yeah. FaceTime. And I've seen, <laughs> I've seen a couple of pictures on social media, and it's just what we, we love to see. We love to see that despite the fact that you guys play for different teams, that you're still really good mates. Oh, yeah, we've, you know, we'll, we'll always be good mates and we're all in the same position. So it's great that we're all kind of keeping up each other and played a quiz together this morning, which was very funny, <laughs> very funny. Um, and then Eve and I both seeing what's been happening outside. There's been some news people outside. I'll give you a bit of background. You might see my Instagram story. But the, the famous Aussie tennis player, Nick, I can't say his last name. Kyrgios. Um, Kyrgios, that's it. Um, there's been a news thing about him. Maybe I think he's been cheating on his girlfriend or something. So they've been outside of our hotel. And because there's been new news, um, newsmen and newswomen outside, Eve and I both got our pads on and just stood outside and left, lifted our bats up. And, <laughs> just, and Wongi was just like, oh, you got to get on this. Come on. Eve was already padded up when I got on the phone call on the FaceTime. I was just like, what's going on? <laughs> I was going to suggest that as a joke you should have dressed up and you actually did. actually did. And I was just, I couldn't stop laughing. We were, I was in my bucket hat. Eve was in her like Birmingham Phoenix cap. It was so funny. And we got, obviously we got pictures and everything, but because it's been all happening outside, we were just like outside. And Lottie actually is on the other side of Eve. So Eve's in the middle. So Lottie just looks out the window. (laughs) It was very funny. The kind of insights we want, though, you know, what would be so funny is if you're in some like really random rogue local newspaper and someone oh, spotted you. How funny would that be? I think there was news on today, but I'm not sure if that was. Yeah, secretly you're scouring the news in the background, like, where am I? Where am I? Exactly. <laughs> That's really funny. So, yeah, like there's obviously a bunch of you down there. What are your hopes and prospects for the season in the Big Bash? Obviously, you'd be hoping to win, you know go one better than the 100 this year. Yes. Big Bash has obviously been, it was sort of the the pioneering thing for 
women's domestic game around the world. So it must be amazing to be part of that. And if you can go for the win in that, how cool would that be? I mean, it would be pretty insane. I know how much people, like all the girls from England have been saying how, how good it is, what an opportunity it is to be out here and play especially with the Australian players and domestic players and see kind of what the, maybe what the difference is in terms of like development and the pathway that they've, they've obviously had here and helps that their, their summers are a bit more summery than ours. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm excited just to kind of meet everyone and be part of the squad, obviously meet all the staff as well, because the head coach, Jared Lofton, he's, he seems like a really good, like nice guy and um, passionate guy. So hopefully that will just, you know, keep me going and hopefully we'll just, we'll get some wins under our belt to start with. Yeah. And obviously you say, you know, excited by your coach and the Big Bash is full of some of the biggest stars in women's cricket. Who are you most excited to play against or alongside? Well, when I knew Meg Lanning was playing for Melbourne Stars, I was just, I was in awe, to be honest. I've, I've always wanted to, you know, see how she plays, see how she trains, I feel like she's very committed, serious when she needs to be, which is, you know, what you want in a captain as well. So, and obviously Elise Villani and I mean, they're, they're the players I'm playing with. So I'm very excited to play with them. Uh, I think I'm more excited to kind of play against um, like someone like um, Alyssa Healy or, and who else? Just a lot, of, a lot of the faster bowlers as well. So I know that, I mean, obviously in the UK, we don't have the fastest bowlers, but it's be great to to face them and also obviously Wongi's coming I'm going to be facing Wongi as well so that'll be fun to see how that goes <laughs> but yeah no I, I'm just excited to kind of be around everyone because I know we're all going to be in same similar place so I'll be able to have a chance to get to know other people I think from other teams which would be which would be fun and yeah I think just the whole Australian team like at least Perry yeah she's she's incredible um She's probably one of my role models. You could probably go and play football with her too. Oh yeah, see, and she, I mean, she played what professional football? Yeah, she's I saw this in the, played the World Cup. She actually went to the yeah, school that I worked at when I was in Sydney, and they were like, I oh, mean, wow. she left by the time I was there, but they were they love her. I mean, oh wow. really so I, was I saw this video of her scoring a goal from like outside the box with her like left foot and like curled it into the top corner. I was like, some people got it all. a world class goal. goal. Some people got it all. That girl has got it all. Has got <laughs> yeah. it all. Yeah, she really does. But obviously, yeah. No, I'm, I'm excited to kind of just play and have fun and hopefully win. And uh, we spoke to Katie Levick a couple of weeks back about the Big Bash, and she was saying that generally regional players don't really get much of an opportunity to play in Australia or in the Big Bash. So, how proud are you to have been selected to play? For the Melbourne Stars and how did that come about? Well I was really I was just ecstatic to kind of hear from Lottie I mean Lottie was the person in between saying that I've had calls from the Australian coaches and there might be a strange man on the end of the phone calling you in the, in the next half an hour so <laughs> strange Australian man I didn't know obviously I didn't know who Jared was at the time but yeah I think it was all really it was all really fast but just amazing that it happened to me I mean I've worked really hard this year so hopefully and and it paid off which is great obviously my England debut and the 100 it all kind of just bundled up into one and helped me to get that contract and 
they were really, really keen on the phone. You know, they said, oh, we really want you to come out here. We've been watching you. You know, you can hit the, you can hit the ball really hard. And I was like, yep, yeah, I've been working on that a lot. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, it's, it's great that they, they have opportunities for regional players to come over. Obviously, with the Pakistan tour being cancelled, the England stars would have come. But I think it was great that they've been able to see the regional players who are in the mix bet- in, with the England players and see who's actually performed in the 100, in the uh, Charlotte Edwards Cup, Rachel Hayeflin. Everyone has been excited to be a part of it and to show what they can do. So that this is just a kind of an accumulation of what's been happening over the last two years, specifically with regional players. So, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to be with some of the England girls because I, I didn't even think that many of them would be able to come. But some of these girls are just, they're just great, great people. And I'm sure they'll have as much fun as I will playing alongside some of the greatest players. So, Yeah, and I think that's the best way to learn. You know, you play with and against some of the greatest people. And then obviously there's been a bit of talk about why is there not yet a women's IPL? What are your thoughts on that? Would you play in one of those if it came along? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, the IPL, the IPL is, is huge. Even obviously with COVID, it's a bit of a shame because there's no crowds but hardly any crowds but what it's been like before I've, I've been to I've been to two IPL games and I see I can hear I can feel it in my body how much noise there is and there's just the atmosphere is just incredible if that could actually happen with the with women's get with women's games that would be insane I'm sure there'll be loads of Indian Indians Pakistanis any everyone coming to games English people, if they're in, in India, probably quite a few <laughs> right now. But yeah, I'm sure that it will just be it'll be a big thing for everyone as well. Because I feel it'll be a bit similar to the 100 because they'll have international players, but also domestic players and regional players who will come over. And, you know, if the opportunity comes along, if someone drops out, there's always space for another person to come in. So that's the opportunity that, that we'll get. So I'm hoping it happens. <laughs> And looking ahead post uh, WBBL, um, what are your hopes for the future with England? Are you looking at getting a spot in the Ashes, looking further ahead to the World Cup? Or are you just taking everything as it comes and just really excited to be playing cricket after COVID? I guess, yeah, to be honest, both of those, I'm, I'm so happy that we've been able to play. We've been very lucky to be able to play and be allowed to play during COVID. But this year with 100 and what's been happening and just the coverage that we've been getting. I'm hoping that, you know, if I can do well in the big bash, then who knows, I, it could it could go on to more T20s with England. I'm hoping that I get selected a bit more for the T20s. Um, but also I want them to see that I'm, you know, I'm a really keen ODI player as well. Uh, I haven't scored many runs this year ODI-wise, but I think ODIs are probably more of my game than, than T20s. And hopefully if with, you know, next year, if I can score more runs and do well in the big bash, hopefully they'll consider me in the Ashes and the World Cup. The Ashes would be amazing. I love long, I love long formats. Long formats are my favourite. Test cricket is just brilliant to watch. Um, Test cricket, the dream then? Test cricket is the dream, definitely. Yes. I just, it's just, I mean, even with, you know, watching the England men, I'll just happily sit down for five days and watch cricket. Like who... <laughs> not very many people do that but I'm when you find yourself like matching up your tea time and lunch time to what they're doing on tv and then you're like oh. exactly exactly and then I'm just I'm just happy to just sit and 
you know, learn from what they're saying. And it's great to listen to what they're saying. And all the analysis they do is just, is so pinpoint and specific. And that's great because that's what we need in women's cricket and women's test series and especially in the World Cup as well, because that'll just be even better. And yeah, and no, I'm, I'm just that, yeah, test cricket, ultimate dream. And then obviously the World Cup would be incredible as well, just to be part of everything, anything that in, involved with the England team. Um, so basically you're just like, I literally, give me some cricket and I'm going to play it, please. Yeah, just give me any cricket. I'm happy to be a part of it, happy to play. I'll do whatever you want. <laughs> you need a player on your beach team? I'm in. You need an international player? I'm in. Exactly. Cricket online? Count me in. I'm in isolation. Yeah. So like even even at home, and if I go watch a, a cricket game like with my friends, I'm just oh, I want to I want to join in. Like, I want to have fun. I want I want to give advice, but I don't think that would be okay because <laughs> like you know I'm, I'm a coach as well. So I'm that's just also one of my passions. I, I love kids. I love coaching, and and the fact that I'm in a position where I can actually. I have the same kind of role. I can help kids, but also play cricket. That's just is amazing to be in that position. So it's the dream. Yeah, it's it? the, it is really the dream. I mean, hopefully, I'll be playing cricket more than coaching and have a full time job. But <laughs> later on, hopefully, I'll I'll be able to do both. Really. Well, that seems like quite a good place for us to sort of start and wind it up because you're getting calls from other people. So you know, whatever, <laughs> someone's just in demand. But we like to hand off. <laughs> We like to round off some of our chats with a few quick fire questions. And oh. the, one of Hannah's favourites is what is your favourite sledge? Favourite sledge? And I don't oh, mean one to go down in the snow because that would be, I mean, you never know, you might want a toboggan or like a actual sledge. But yeah, what's your favourite <laughs> sledge? I don't think I've ever, I think it's more, if it's, if it's like a personal joke or like a nickname, I feel like that's quite funny. But I'm, I'm not very, I'm not a sledger. I just, I don't like... I'm not, I'm not a mean person, not mean, but you know, <laughs> I wouldn't purposely hurt someone's feelings just to get them in their head. I might, I might give a little chat, but not sledging. That's all right. We'll, we'll accept that. What's your favourite tea item at a standard village cricket tea? Oh yeah. The little cocktail sausages and then, and then egg and cress sandwiches. They're my favourite. Well, Izzy Wong thought we meant, um, what's your favourite tea item? And she said a spoon. And a mug. <laughs> and a mug. And a mug. <laughs> uh, you know, you're, you're doing better than the one. Oh, classic. <laughs> Last series you binged? Squid Game. Last book you read? Actually, Sex Education. I'm on season three. One. I need that one. So it is quality. It's the best season so far. Definitely. Favourite genre of music? I really like R&B. Kind of R&B pop. A bit of, I know, it's a bit, a bit, I like a bit of Chris Brown, but. I don't like him as a person. I like his music. Favourite place you've ever played cricket? Oh, Lords. Touche. Definitely. Yeah. And favourite wicket you've taken or person you've hit for boundary? Oh, I would say when I was younger, when I was about 15, 16, I got both Lydia Greenway out and Tammy Beaumont bowling. And that was like my favourite moment of bowling. And then favourite, sorry, what was the other one? Batter. Bat- favourite person, uh, person you hit for boundary. Oh, she hate me for saying this, but Kate Cross. <laughs> I hit her for like I hit her for six over I think it was during the Kia Super League. I hit her for six over over mid on mid off, sorry. And she hated me for it. <laughs> Favourite musician. Musician. Yeah. I love Ed Sheeran. Mm. I just love him. 
I, I think he's incredible. Yeah, I'm I'm a slight I am a very under the covers JB fan as well. But oh, yeah. I'm not under the covers JB fan. Give me some <laughs> JB. Why not? <laughs> Yeah. I feel like people judge me. Nah, <laughs> no judgment here. I sang the hoedown throwdown word for word yesterday from the Hannah Montana no, you movie. Didn't. And I was like, I still know the dance moves. So yeah, no, there but... is, as you can tell, there's no judgment here. Well, I think on the we'll round it off with the hoedown throwdown there. That's an isolating <laughs> activity for you. You can go and learn that one and teach yeah. it to your, your new teammates. What an icebreaker. Oh gosh, yeah. And then you can get Lottie to come and judge the competition and you can win again. <laughs> No. Oh god, that'll be so embarrassing. But yeah, amazing. Go. Yeah, Maya, thank you so much for chatting to us. You're doing amazing things. I'm so jealous that you're in Australia, even if you're locked in a hotel room being fed through a cat flap. Obviously, we'll all be watching you do your thing and star of the present, star of the future. You're stuck with us now. You know, we're women's cricket, you play women's cricket, you literally can't extricate yourself. I, I live now. women's cricket. And that seems like a good way to round it. Maya lives women's cricket. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me. It's been Thank great. You so much. It's been amazing. No worries. Massive thanks to Maya for coming on and being a guest on the podcast. And if you want to follow her on social media, on Twitter and Instagram, she is at Maya Boucher. It was really lovely to sit down and talk with her about her experience of the hundred, what it's like coming into that England setup as a new player. And not only that, to see her be so open and honest about what it's really like juggling a university degree while in a pandemic, as well as playing cricket and the toll that took on her. And to all our listeners, if you want to keep up to date with everything we're doing, you can follow us on Twitter at WCricketChat, on Instagram at Women's Cricket Chat. And if you want to give us a like on Facebook, we are Women's Cricket Chat. If you'd like to give our personal Twitters a follow, then it's at Hannity1194, at GeorgiaHeath27, at CassieCoombs98, and I'm at Alex Dan Pereira on Twitter. This has been Women's Cricket Chat. Tune in next time.